At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Los Angeles CityCast with Danielle Alvari, presented by Bet Rivers. Welcome into your Monday, Valentine's post-Super Bowl, post-Rams winning the Super Bowl edition of the Los Angeles CityCast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. I'm your host, Danielle Alvari. Rams win Super Bowl 56, final score 23-20. to 20. My bets went 3-2-1, and one, but finished up four units, so that was fun. Thank you for that long shot, a plus 450 hit for me. Uh, but... Lots and lots of fun. I, I have to say, actually, one of my favorite times to be on Twitter is when these big games happen, or really uh, any any big game, NBA or otherwise, March Madness, because it's a joint watching experience. It's a lot of fun. And so um, I really enjoyed the whole experience of the Super Bowl today. And what a ton of great storylines, too. I mean, Andrew Whitworth getting his Super Bowl ring after 16 seasons. Matt Stafford, first year with the Rams, comes in, wins one. Doesn't get MVP, though. Cooper Cup, incredible, unmatched season by a wide receiver. And it finishes with a Super Bowl win and a Super Bowl MVP title for him. I mean, so many great stories here. And while it is tough on the Bengals, I'm sure, um, made more tough by the fact that they came so, so close, uh, I wanted to see the Rams win this. I wanted Sean McVay to get one, even though, you know, questionable calls maybe. I wanted um, Aaron Donald to get his ring, OBJ, and all right, like, you know, I was going to say RIP to his knee, but yes, just hopefully he's getting better soon. But lots of great storylines here. And I love all, to that fact, too, that OBJ got to put a touchdown in before his unfortunate injury um, in that game. But just incredible, incredible to watch. And I feel really happy for the Rams, not just because I host the Los Angeles City cast. Anyways, in today's show, that's of course what we're going to talk about. The Super Bowl with Will Hill, host of the New York City cast. Love to do a crossover. But first things first, we always check out the Los Angeles lines available at Bet River Sportsbook. This is sad. I had to take NFL out of here for the first time this season. Guys, are we mourning the end of football season? Or are we already excited for men's college basketball um, betting? I wish we could bet on the women's. I wish we could. Let me tell you, it would be a very sharp market. But NCAA men's basketball, UCLA, USC actually went on on Saturday. Not devoting any time on the pod to this necessarily, but don't worry. We have plenty of time to talk about how this went down and what it meant for UCLA and USC. But just as a paint of picture here with the odds, UCLA was 3-1 to one to win the Pac-12 title last week. They lose to USC at USC on Saturday, and now they are 25-1 to one to win the Pac-12 at Bet Rivers. So... Just goes to show, too, at any minute, these odds can swing so, so much. And so it's really tough, especially with Pac-12 odds, I think, uh, the championship odds, because their tourney odds did not change. They're still 17-1. to 1. Um, But you don't 
necessarily need to win the Pac-12, obviously, to make it into the tournament, as proved by UCLA last year. USC, on the other hand, was 33-1 to last week to win the Pac-12. Now, 13-1 to after their win over UCLA. Still 50-1 to to win the tournament, though, so no switch in those odds. So, a tough, tough loss for UCLA. They shot 29%. I'm just going to let that sink in. That's about that's about all I can say about that. The thing about basketball, you have to score more points than the other team. So, I don't know what's going on there. Tiger Campbell cannot be the only person scoring, but tough, tough loss for the Bruins. They'll bounce back. As for the NBA, Lakers actually made it competitive versus the Warriors. They only lost by two. They're 9-1 to to win the West, 20-1 to to win the championship. The Clippers, 35-1 to to win the West and 100-1 to to win the championship. They are in action uh, on Monday night, actually, happy Valentine's Day to them. They're hosting the Warriors. The Warriors are six-point favorites. The total sitting at 222.5. Right off the bat, I might look at an over for this. Again, check Twitter. You can always follow me, at Danielle Avari, if you want to see what I'm playing. I usually play pretty close to the start of the game. I like to see what's going to happen uh, before I lock anything in. But I'm thinking maybe an over on that Clippers. You can find all these odds and more at Bet River Sportsbook. Now, without further ado, let's talk about the Super Bowl with none other than the host of the New York City cast, Will Hill. William Hill, how did you enjoy the Super Bowl? I just, full disclosure, we were just talking. Will's drinking a beer now, as he should, just enjoying the end of his evening. So is it a celebratory beer or is it a I need this beer? It's definitely an I need this beer. Um, a lot of work, a lot of work went into, you know, putting out some winners for the, for the boys and girls out there who listen. And then just a, a lot of work, even checking to make sure, you know, they, sometimes they don't grade these correctly. And you have a lot of random ones with brushing props and all this stuff and, you know, halftime songs. So definitely a lot of work went into it. Uh, and it was definitely a weird Sunday, too, not having, you know, anything to watch really all day. I, I had a, a long nap in the middle of the day. So need to unwind. That was some intense football. That was just really – it wasn't the best played game. Uh, I, I think if the Rams don't score at the end, we're just sitting here screaming about how McVay – I mean, why he kept running the ball – for no yards, time after time. Like, it, it doesn't work. Eventually, go on to something else. But uh, to the victor goes the spoil, so he'll get away with it. He, he walks away a champion. I don't know that he's a great coach. Man, he just – oh, that uh, – he, he was driving me nuts. But congrats. The the LA City cast, this is the uh, the City cast of champions. I mean, we've had the Dodgers, the Lakers, and now the Rams all win within the last, seems like, what, year, year and a half. Uh, so the Rams complete the trifecta. I think it was last October the Dodgers and the, and the Lakers won. So now we got the Rams and – this is now the city of champions. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's just what it is. I mean, UCLA champions made here. It's all wrapped up in the persona. They actually asked me this morning. We were both on a show this morning for VEASAN, the crack of dawn, which really messed up our sleeping schedule today. But uh, they asked, you know, what's going to mean for LA if they win this? And I was like, you know, unfortunately, LA, not a football town, but also so used to winning championship here. Just, you know, hanging up on the wall at this point. Right, yeah, somebody had a good tweet, and that's the one thing about Super Bowl. There's just so many good tweets. There's so many funny things, uh, but somebody, I forget how it came up, but it was like, you know, you build like a $5 billion stadium, you trade all your draft picks, you, you host the Super Bowl, you get your team in the Super Bowl just to have, you know, a million Cincinnati fans come and invade the place because, look, the, the Rams, nobody really cares about the Rams. The Chargers were in, uh, uh, you know, in L.A. before the Rams, or maybe it was the same year. Nobody really cares about them, like you said. it's. I mean, you would know better than me. It's Lakers, it's UCLA, it's maybe USC. I know that's probably a dirty word on this podcast, but it's Dodgers. I know we talk about it. <laughs> I know, I know. That was a tough one last still, night. We're still recovering from Saturday, yeah. Tough one, tough one. March Madness is right around the corner. That's the one good thing about you know getting the Super Bowl, having it a week later, is you look up tomorrow's Valentine's Day, which is weird, and you know, a month or so from the uh, from March Madness in the selection show, which is great. But 
Yeah, what'd you make of the game? How did your bets do? How'd you enjoy it? Let's see. So first of all, I don't ever do score predictions because I just have I just have never been very good at doing them, and I've never really thought them out. This time, Ben Fox, who's like one of our recent editors over there, asked me to give out a score, and I just have to say I'm very proud because I gave out 24-20, and this was final score 23-20, and really, I can't account for that PAT, right? I can't do everything. I can't uh, kick the, the final point for them. Well, you, you you would be happy that extra point missed if I told you what kind of odds you could have gotten on an exact final score. You know those pay like 100 to 1, right? So if it, if it landed 24-20 and you didn't bet it, if you think like I do, you'd uh, you'd be happy you missed that extra <laughs> Just point. Just regret. Just regret. Yeah, I played a couple um, but of no. Yeah, go ahead. It was it was good. No, I mean, Rams win. I think a lot of people were on Rams money line. You were one of those, right? You had Rams. What you get them at? Minus 180, 190? Yeah. Yeah, I, I had them with the money line. I really didn't get into the four, which... I thought they'd win by more than four. I didn't want to touch just, that all week. Yeah, I just thought the value was on the money line. And again, I thought they'd win by more than four. But again, you're going to have to lay the minus 110 anyway. Why get involved with the four? I did have minus three first half. That's where the extra point uh, really was a tough one. I'm curious how they graded it because they have all those props. Will an extra point be missed? I wonder if they count that as a missed extra point because he didn't technically miss the extra point. He, it just no wasn't really contact, attempted. Yeah. yeah, but they they lined up an extra point formation like it wasn't a two point attempt. That's one where yeah. you really have to read the rules. I'm not sure how they graded that. It'd be interesting to uh to see how they graded That's that. That's a really good point. I I wonder because I feel like it has to be like an attempted kick is what they're thinking. I would imagine. I don't know if there's like a stipulation like foot must touch ball. <laughs> right. No. Yeah. I mean that's how technical it gets with some of these. And you know they have those. Uh, Props. Will there be a two-point conversion attempt? Will there be a failed two-point conversion? Do you count that as yep. a failed two-point conversion? Because remember, if you go for two, you line up at the two. So is a distinct difference between you know they weren't obviously they obviously weren't going for two. So uh, you know, curious. I'm sure it's a nightmare for these books grading all these props and people pissed off that you know no the the Gatorade was lime green or yellow or I, I think it ended up being blue. But uh, there's a lot of wiggle room in these, which is uh, probably a headache for for Bet Rivers and these uh, these sports books grading all these. Yeah, I'm glad that's not my job. But I think I came out okay. I was I was thinking I was going to go 4-1-1 one, and one because I did have a push. But then Matthew, Matthew Stafford did not win MVP, which I am completely okay with. What did you think about MVP? Because I was kind of playing that as my Rams money line, assuming it would be a quarterback's award. I got it at plus 130. Uh, but it goes to Cooper Cup. I believe he was 6-1, to 7-1 in some spots. And frankly, I didn't hear a lot of people talking about this. And I don't know if it's because it wasn't a long enough shot. I feel like people were talking about... Aaron Donald, you know, 16 to one or Jalen Ramsey. Like I know you looked at that, uh, but I didn't hear a lot of people talk about Cooper cup because they thought, well, if Cooper cup is doing really well, it's because Matt Stafford is throwing the passes, but Matt Stafford did the exact kind of game that would need for him to happen with those interceptions for Cooper cup to win this because they don't win that football game. I know you can say that about Stafford as well, but yeah. really how many times did they try to go to cup four times in the end zone of that end? Like that does not happen without him. Yeah. You got the sense the cup was the best player on the field and, uh, what you couldn't go crazy if they gave it to Stafford, but again, I think those two interceptions really opened it up for Cup. And like you said, it was the perfect recipe where you know Stafford had to be good but not perfect, uh, and Cup could could sneak in and take the award just like Edelman. I think won it three or four last time the Rams were in the Super Bowl three or four years ago because Brady didn't play well, but his production went to Edelman. So yeah, I can't quibble with Cup. I actually thought Donald had a case. Donald was blowing the yeah. game up. I mean, they really especially recency. Yeah, you know, we see that final play, and I think everyone's like, "Is it Aaron Donald?" Yeah, and I mean, if you if you really zero in on how they were blocking him, they were sending two, three guys on him. And early on, I remember, I mean, I was one of these people that said, "Oh, they're not going to be able to block him. They're not going to be able to block him." And 
They did a good job early of protecting him, getting the ball out of Burrow's hands, putting two or three guys on Donald. But second half, and especially once Burrow got hurt in that third late, you know, late third quarter, early might have been in the early fourth quarter, uh, just wasn't the same. And they really, the pass rush took over. I, I couldn't have quibbled with uh, with Donald getting the award. I'm curious what the voting is if they released it, but. Uh, definitely didn't go to Cam Akers. Can we stop giving Cam Akers the damn ball? I know it won, he won, so it didn't matter. But my God, looking at some of the numbers from when he came back, it's like one and a half yards per rush. Like stop, stop trying to make Cam Akers happen. It's not working. It's not working. I, and I know he won, yeah, so he doesn't have to, to make fetch happen. Stop trying to make fetch happen. My goodness, it's not going to happen. I agree with you. This is why I didn't touch any of the rushing props for the Rams. Actually, I saw I wanted a long one. I didn't end up getting anything, but I was looking for something like ten to one, twelve to one, something a little longer. And there was something with you know Sony Michelle that seemed reasonable to me. It was like a touchdown and Rams win and him going over like his targets or I mean his his carries and. I was like, well, this is great. Sonny Michelle's been great, but like as of late, since Cam Akers returned, they haven't been using him, and then Henderson's back in the mix. So then I was like, I don't want to touch any of these rushing props, and I don't know why Cam Akers is your guy unless you're Sean McVay and you're just making not great decisions. Yeah, I thought Henderson looked like the better back. He looked a little more explosive, but again, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm looking at it right now. The first 60 plays for the Rams on offense, 20, uh, 30 pass plays, 8.1 yards per play, 30 run plays, 1.8 yards per play. Like, what were you doing? Uh, it just it didn't make a lot of sense. Did you think the Bengals were going to score? I mean, they went boom, boom. They had the ball before you could blink. Now, I didn't think they were going to score when they got the ball. The Rams' pass rush was dominant. Burrow didn't look healthy, but they had two plays. Boom, they're right up at the 50. They had plenty of time left. They had that second and one where he kind of throws it deep out of bounds. You figure, all right, no big deal. It's third and one. They'll pick it up. Then they got stuff on third and one, which I think it was with P. Ryan. And then fourth and one, I thought they would just kind of you know spread everybody out and let Burrow sneak it up the middle and run it. Now, that would have killed their last timeout or and they had two left actually but still that would have probably made you you know settle for the field goal but i thought they were way too aggressive there and you know dropping the quarterback five yards behind the line of scrimmage and throwing it that was really uh kind of a risky paul uh risky play but did you think when the Bengals got the ball back they were gonna go down the field and tie it i did didn't we all like i i did just because of joe burrow if nothing else now i was a little concerned when he kind of took that big hit and we saw that tight close-up and it looked like he was really in pain and i was worried i was like well now i don't think my rushing prop for him is gonna go over after that because at that point i think he finished with three rushing yards i mean i thought well he's in pain now what do you what did you think about because he really got lit up in the second half especially i don't think we need to bring in uh bring up quarterback rushing props i had stafford at under five and a half <laughs> and i guess it went to six and a half today and I don't know if people are following along with this. He's sitting at seven, and we're thinking, all right, it's fine. Get the quarterback kneels. We'll be, we'll, we'll be good. He takes a really short quarterback kneel on the first one, only loses minus one. I'm like, oh, I don't like that. But the Bengals still out of timeout. You figure, call the timeout, make them snap it again. Hey, it's one in a million that the Rams fumble the snap. But it's the Super Bowl. You're going to literally lose the Super Bowl. Who knows? Maybe they fumble the snap and you recover it. It's actually happened before. Why you wouldn't call the timeout, I have no idea. They don't call it. Uh, so Stafford stays at six yards. All you had to do was call timeout and Stafford would have gone backwards. That, that one's going to haunt me for a long time. That was just a frustrating one. Can't understand why Taylor, what good is that timeout going to do to you? What are you going to take it into the preseason with you? Like, what was the point of that? Well, okay. Let's talk about one you, you liked. What was the bet you had? What was your longest one or what was your most profitable bet? Let's say, whether it was, you put a lot of units on it or it mm. had longer odds. Oh, I think we can talk about it now. Lose yourself. Eminem first halftime song. <laughs> So uh, explain this to the people. How did you do your research to conduct this one? Uh, we could probably edit some of this out. I just, uh, <laughs> I just, you know, did, did, my due, did my due diligence in terms of, you know, what, what we get the crowd pumped up. Uh, you know, it's, it's a sporting event. It's the Super Bowl. I thought Lose Yourself just had a good beat. 
you know, to get the people worked up. And we could probably move going. on. We could probably move on to a different topic at this point. But that was your be that was your best one. That was my most profitable one. Yeah, it was. Wow. Uh, I had Huber over uh, 52 and a half longest punt. He okay. hit one like 55, 56. So hey, that was how many people, by the way, sorry to interrupt, had that uh, no touchback play in the first yeah. play? How many people had that no touchback first? And that did not happen. Yeah, and I he, and I I almost bet it earlier because everybody was on it. I was like, oh, it seems like an easy win. You know, it was minus 118 when I saw it. Uh, and I'm glad I didn't. Why did everybody have that? It didn't even right. hit. Yeah, that was a, a Pat McAfee one where he's kicked in the Super Bowl. He's kicked off and he said they, they use a completely different ball. The ball's much heavier. It's like a commemorative ball where right after they kick it, they give it to the Hall of Fame. And it, it's like kicking a brick, he said. But McPherson had a hell of a, uh, you know, he's got a hell of a leg. And he only kicked it one or two yards into the end zone. Uh, mm -hmm. The guy could have brought it out, but yeah, that was a uh, that was a tough one. I don't remember if I had that one again. I got to go through. I had so many of these. How and many? I, how many bests did you have? How many several, total bests did you have? Several, like and double then, digits. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I did, I did. Yeah, I finished with six, and we went three, two, and one. Fortunately, one of the winners was a plus four fifty. So what was the plus four fifty? This I added like literally 45 minutes before game time. And it's weird because last Super Bowl, I added a bet like 45 minutes before. It was Gronk two or more touchdowns and it ended up being really profitable. It hit. And then same thing with this one. I added a plus 450 to have a longer shot. I went with each team to score 10 points in each half. Each team to score. Oh, yeah. I guess that doesn't hit as much as you think. Wow. I'm surprised that's 450. No, it was 13 to 10 in the first half. And then the second, I mean, obviously we know it ended 23 to 20. And I also on top of that added under 23 and a half in the first half so i was really oh, you're living good bobbing you and weaving lucky there yeah Boy, lucky there yeah i was oh, like well goodness. one of these will hit and hopefully it's the 450 one and then they both hit and i just got really lucky because the end of that first wow. half it was not looking like under 23 and a half to me no and you got lucky a couple of different ways because obviously they missed the extra point and the rams yep. had a couple opportunities at midfield where they really you know, clunked off some of those drives where they were, you know, across midfield. And I think they had a false start in one of them. They really left points on the field. Uh, the refs Best were... case scenario, because I had Rams minus three first half. I yeah. think a lot of people did, actually. And that was a push. Uh, if they had made that field goal, that doesn't cash. And then also the under 23 and a half wouldn't have cashed. It would have been 14 to 10 at the halftime. So for me, it was best case scenario. I got a win and a push as opposed to a win and a loss. And also, um, I think I had more units on the one that won. So that worked out really lucky. Yeah, I probably should have jumped on the sacks. I wonder. I, I didn't look at how many sacks each team finished with. It seemed like they hit Burrow. I mean, they must have gotten Burrow seven or eight times, and they didn't get him early. But it seemed like every other play, the second half, they were uh, seven. They were all I'm over. seeing seven. Two from Von Miller. Two from wow. Aaron Donald. Floyd had one. Robinson had one. Jones had one. I'm, I, yeah, seven sacks. You know who didn't have one was Cam Akers. Why did they give Cam Akers the ball? I still can't get over it. Another one. Ben Skoranek, can we stop throwing Ben Skoranek the ball? Please, enough Ben Skoranek. Stop trying to make Ben Skoranek happen. Uh, another funny tweet. I wish I saw who it was, so I give him credit. Uh, they tweeted out, every time Stafford throws Skoranek the ball, he thinks he's throwing Cup the ball. And it seemed that way. It was like, oh, he's throwing a Cup. No, he's not. That's Ben Skoranek. And it's off his hands one more time. It was just, uh, I really think they were doing a good job taking Cup away. And they, were, they weren't trying to force it to him. And then eventually they said, you know what? If we're going to go down, we're going to go down with Cup. And Cup was really dominant that last drive.
You know what's surprising too is that Cup kind of came alive a little bit more in the second half. I feel like they did a good job of protecting him in the first half, which opened things up for OBJ. And yeah. luckily, he gets a touchdown. I didn't have him first touchdown. Some people did. I think it was six to one, seven to one. If you had him first touchdown, I had him anytime touchdown at plus one twenty. So really lucky too that that happened before he went down. And that was, I mean, kind of heartbreaking actually to see. But I thought at least he got to contribute to this game. Yeah, absolutely contributed in a big way and. Uh, they, they really didn't look the same without him. They went down the field a couple times early, and you know, they really went stale for a lot of that game. And I thought the Rams had chances to put the game away early. And I thought the Bengals had a chance to put a game put the game away in the second half. You know, they got Higgins with the drive, the first play of the second half, I think it was, with the touchdown. And then I think it was the second play of the half, they got the interception. He had a chance to get 14 quick points and, and really put the game away. And it seemed like the Rams had the ball about five, six times with a chance to take the lead, and they just couldn't do it. They just kept stalling out. And you figure, you know, if you're just going to keep giving them chances, eventually Stafford's going to stick one in. And, you know, the refs really stayed out of the game until late. And then they, we saw three or four uh, yeah, what do you think? Pretty late in the game. I think people love yeah, to complain know. at the end, right? It's a Super Bowl. People it is. were saying, you know, it is, especially if you're going to do the thing where, hey, we're just not going to call anything, and then you're going to start calling stuff. I don't know. I, I saw the play again too. They actually, the Rams had a false start on the one they called uh, Cup. It was third down. They called holding on Cup or uh, whoever mm -hmm. was holding Cup, and the whole right side of the Rams line, uh, you know, false started. But look, uh, Ramsey got shoved down by his face mask by Higgins too on that touchdown. So. Yeah, that was terrible. Uh, yeah, you can't really get into the refs. I, I, don't, I didn't blame them. I mean, I, the, the cup one was questionable, but I don't look at this game and say all oh, the refs really cost them. I, the, the refs were fine. The Egregiously, were fine. yeah. Yeah. I mean, par for the course, I think, for the refs. Uh, I, I mean, this is what we expected, right? I expected the Rams to win this, and I expected experience to win out. And isn't it kind of poetic that the reason that the on the final play that this ends it for Joe Burrow is that his line lets him down? They were so good on Aaron Donald all game, and then he slides through on that last play. You know, right off the the bat, you thought he's getting he's getting sacked. He's under pressure. It looked like he was going to complete it. He just kind of wings and whirls it, and it's going to be shysty. Yeah, it, it looks like he almost completed it to whoever it was. If he completed that, oh my goodness. But yeah, again, that was a weird, a weird sequence. And the Bengals, uh, I mean, they're going to be thinking about that for a long time. You could say, hey, we got a young quarterback, we got a bright future, we got Chase, we got Higgins. All that's true. All that's true. But look, you got the ball second and one at midfield. You're 50 yards away from going to win a Super Bowl. Uh, that's really hard to get back there. I mean, so the same thing against the Bills, uh, about the Bills against the Chiefs, where uh, it's not that easy to get these opportunities. I mean, look at Aaron Rodgers. I mean, go back to Dan Marino. It, it's hard to get to these Super Bowls unless you're Brady uh, and you make it look easy. Uh, the Bengals really had a chance. They're, they're 50 yards away. They're second and one. And even, you know, a first down there, they're in McPherson's range. I really thought, wow, they're at least going to, you know, kick the field goal and, and get in overtime. You know, McPherson's not going to miss. He really turned into just like, that. oh, my goodness. Did you see him at the halftime show? He's out in the middle of the halftime show. I mean, he has not a care in the world, which is – I guess what you like in a kicker, but yeah, they were really big you know, kicker energy. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. And they were, yeah, they're at midfield. They're 10 yards away from getting into field goal range. And they're really, uh, they're going to want those three back three plays back for a long time. Cause from second and one to the game ending, they just, they couldn't get a yard, which is, is uh, it's a tough way to go out. It really is. Yeah. I, I just think, I just think it's really, really tough the way this ended for them because another field goal finish, right? Um, but it is interesting you brought up that the Rams, uh, or rather that the Bur like that the Bengals have not been in this Super Bowl in frick, what, how long at this point? And so them wanting it is different than the Rams who have been in the Super Bowl in the last, what, three, four, four years ago sure. and lost. 
And there's something to that. And I think that was part of my handicap as well. It's not like a number quantifiable thing necessarily, but it's an experience thing. It's a maturity thing. They have older players. They've been in the Super Bowl before and they know the anguish of losing it. And so if the Bengals can manage to get back to this, Joe Burrow's never going to forget this, right? You're never going to forget that losing the Super Bowl feeling. So I think it's an advantage to have been in it recently, if only for that. Yeah, can't disagree with you. And uh, again, if you're the Bengals, you come here and you've lose. If you lose the game 34 to 10, you can kind of live with it and say, "All right, wasn't our year. We got farther than we yeah. thought. Wasn't our time. We'll be back." But you know, to have a lead, to have a chance to put the game away. I mean, they had a bunch of chances where uh, a touchdown puts the game away. Even a few first downs. You know, they were up, uh, up what seven. They couldn't finish that drive off the interception, and they had the ball a bunch of times up four, where a touchdown kind of puts the game away. They just couldn't do it. Just couldn't put anything together and. Again, down to that last drive, they're, you know, 10 yards, 8 yards away from getting into field goal range. And who knows? Overtime, it's anyone's game. It comes down to a coin flip, a play here or there. So it's a tough one. It's definitely a tough one, especially when you think, you know, training camp starts in July. You have mini camps in May. Training camp starts in July. You have preseason games, 17 regular season games. You're not a guarantee to ever make the playoffs. Then you got to win two, three playoff games just to get back to where you just were. It's a, it's a tough mountain to climb. That's a, that's a tough way to go out. Yeah. There was a couple surprising things for me, too. Uh, I had a friend, actually, who had T. Higgins to have the most receiving yards yeah, at probably, 6 right? to 1. And that hit, and I'm like, that's actually kind of brilliant. I can't like, thanks for giving me the heads up on that one. Uh, but, I mean, I guess you're worried about Cooper Cup. He finished with 92 receiving yards, but Higgins, 100 receiving yards, and he finishes as the leading uh, leader in receiving yards. And I'm really shocked by that, 6 to 1. But then it almost makes perfect sense, right? Because they're going to be all over Jamar. Um Burrow under his passing prop, I believe. Stafford under his passing prop. Stafford over his interception prop. This almost went exactly almost how we would expect it, right? I, I mean, there wasn't really anything shocking to me here. Even even McVeigh not making great calls, like expected that going into this as well. Yeah, did what did Burrow finish at? Because I think I got him two sixty three passing yards. Oh, it was okay. Yeah, twenty two of thirty three for two hundred and sixty three yards. No interceptions for Joey B. Wow. Yeah, that's uh. That's a good point, and um, you know, I was going to make a point here about Higgins because it's surprising, yeah. right? Yeah, it really was. It really was. He's a hell of a player. Oh, this is what I was going to say. Two touchdowns, too. Uh, a play we haven't talked about. Another one that's going to haunt the Bengals. Boyd, who <laughs> hasn't had a drop all year. Now he yes, wasn't going to get the, the first drops. down. He wasn't going to get the first down, but it was going to be like fourth and two from midfield. That was up four. I want to say there's like eight nine minutes left in the game. And he just took his eye off the ball. I mean, that's the one thing you learned that all the way back, you know, in Little League, keep your eye on the ball. <laughs> and he just, he took his head, he, you know, he turned his head too quickly and probably would have been fourth and one, fourth and two. That was a really uh, kind of a game-changing play. And again, he hadn't had one drop all year. I think that was his first drop in like two or three years. So that's kind of another one of these unsung plays. When it comes down to a play like uh, a game like this, you know, a play here, a play there, it kind of get forgotten about. But that's definitely one where, uh, where it could have cost them. I also thought that Rams missing their their PAT was going to come back to haunt them. It looked like it for a while, and I was really nervous about it um, because I thought of all games, the Super Bowl is the time that you mess that up. Right. You know, it's funny. I was rooting for the Rams, and I'd rather, in a weird way, late in these games, I'd rather be down four than three sometimes because I feel like down three, these teams chicken out, and they say, you know what, we can kick mm -hmm. the field goal, we can tie it. Tie it up. Uh, yep. And you're just you're just naturally more aggressive when you're down four. You know you need the touchdown, and that field goal is not in your back pocket. It's not in the back of your head. So I, I kind of think in a weird way it, it went to the Rams' advantage. Now they never got a fourth down. Um, I don't think they would have kicked the field goal because uh, again that third down is where Cup they called the holding play. So 
you know, with all your timeouts, you could have kicked it and cut it to one. They probably weren't going to do that. But yeah, that could have, uh, it could have loomed large. If they lost the game by, uh, by four points, that, that play would have been, you know, a big one. And that was a weird one too. The ball just slipped out of his hands. It wasn't, that's not something when we watch all the football we watch, you never really see that where a guy just loses the ball on, on a hold like that. That was a strange one. I know. I was like, the Super Bowl? This is the time this is happening? Uh, but I did think this line was was utterly perfect if you think about it because yeah. it finished 23-20. to 20, And all week, everybody I talked to on our network or saw on Twitter, nobody really wanted to lay four with the Rams or four and a half with the Rams. And, I, and all of us pretty much said, if you've got to take a side, don't you want the points of the Bengals? You know, maybe they keep this close. And that's who ends up covering this game. And so I just think that's really interesting because last year, I think a lot of us were on the Chiefs. A lot of us thought, you know, this is going to be Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs and all of that and get completely, you know, bamboozled by that and by Tom Brady. And then this year, pretty, pretty accurate. We all said the Rams are going to be able to win this. That happens. Bengals cover under hits, which I also thought that was interesting because now that's four straight unders in Super Bowl. So I'm wondering if people are just underestimating uh, the impact that a, a Super Bowl game has, and B, that these defenses that make it to a Super Bowl have? Uh, yeah, it's a good point. I was just going to mention, all, whatever you teased hit, if you teased the Rams and the over, I mean, all, all the teasers hit. Oh, good hit. point. Yeah, no matter yeah. which way you teased it, it, it hit uh, always because it was such, like you said, it was such a perfect line. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it looked like it was going to go way over. At one point, the live line was like 57. It was right after that interception to start First the half. First half, I was nervous. Yeah. yeah, well, even the, the first play of the second half, the touchdown, and then the interception where, in. where the Bengals have it at the, what, Rams 30, Rams 28, the live line. I remember looking, I was like, wow, 57 and a half. It looked like it was going to start to open up. But, again, the Bengals couldn't protect Burrow. The Rams couldn't really get anything going. And uh, it looked like it was going to – it could finish at 20 to 16 for a point. Neither team could really get anything going. It just – the, the scoring really stopped for a good, you know, 20 minutes of game time. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a crazy one, and it's funny, actually, because after the game, uh, people, and I told you, everyone's been asking me, like, what's going to be the vibe in Los Angeles when the game happens or after whatever? And I heard a bunch of fireworks. I went out on my porch to, like, look at the fireworks. Obviously can't see them. It's Los Angeles. Can't see through anything. But uh, it's funny because there was a lot of tweets uh, that were about don't start a forest fire <laughs> and, uh. like, all this index about that. So uh, that's pretty much the vibe, I guess, is that people are excited, but um, we're more concerned with the environment. That's just right on brand for California. Yeah, absolutely. What did you think of the guy? I think it was Taylor Rapp proposed to his girlfriend after the game. Is that yeah. romantic? Is that was cheesy? Was he going to if they lost is my question. No, you can't. Was it absolutely the, it's not. only if you win? Yeah, of course. Of course. I don't know. I don't know. I like to let moments have their own moments. You know what I mean? So you're like, kind of against it. I'm kind of with you. I'm kind of with So you're against the yeah. – you, you think it's kind of cheesier? Give her her own day It's kind a combo of deal. Like I'm, you know, it's a combo deal. It's like, no, make make the proposal its own thing. Right. Yeah. I'm, this is I'm about you winning the you. Super Bowl today, right? I'm like this is about you. this. Yeah, but I mean, I'm sure she loved it. Uh, there's tons of people who get proposed to at games. What do you think about that in general? When people get proposed to at a game, like that are not players, but like in the crowd. Nah. It's, on a kiss nah, cam. Nah. No, it's, it's played out, right? Played out. Yeah, absolutely. Way played out. Played out. Uh, but unless you're gonna run Bengals... on the field and maybe do it, unless you're gonna run on the field to do it, but other than that, no. Like streaking or what? Yeah, yeah. Did <laughs> like somebody run on the field? <laughs> I don't think so. I thought somebody I don't tweeted about that. And then remember last year, somebody ran on the field, and there was a whole thing that they claimed they put a huge bet that one of these offshore sites put put out a prop. Will somebody run on the field during a game? And this person they claim claimed they bet a lot of money on it, then went on the field, got yep. arrested, and I I don't know. 
It sounded it sounded fake. It sounded fake to me. It did. Um, uh, what do you think one, of the commercials? One thing too. Yeah, commercials, and we also didn't talk about the halftime. I loved the halftime. It was good. I didn't. No commercials stuck out to me. That's what I'll say. Yeah, they were okay. They were... I also don't like that they. I've seen a lot of these commercials leading up to the Super Bowl. They're like, here's our Super Bowl commercial. I've seen it on Twitter or wherever I see it, and I go, kind of loses its impact if I see it before the game. Yeah, a little bit. It's. I think it's tough to make good ones now because everyone's so sensitive. It's hard to be funny and edgy <laughs> because you're just going to be. You're going to get canceled pretty much. I think it's hard to do that. I thought Larry David had a pretty good one. That one wasn't bad. Yeah. There was the Sopranos one. It just it felt good to hear that music. I don't know if you're a Sopranos fan. I get the feeling you're not a Sopranos fan for some reason. I haven't had the pleasure. It's on my watch list, but there's so many seasons. Well, so football's over. You need to start. Each one is like yeah. its own movie. You need to start and, and kind of yeah, report forget back basketball with. handicapping. It's time for Sopr it's Soprano season. You could fit one in a day. They're, they're like 50 minutes. You can fit one in a day. This podcast, I hate yeah, but that's not that's not how I do things. I'm a binger. I will, I will go through a season in a day. I watched Queen's Gambit in one day. Really? Yeah, highly recommend. You could, uh, you could fit a 50-minute in one. I don't want to spoil it for Bet Rivers here, but we don't work that hard, all right? This podcast is not that much hard work. Like, you can fit a 50-minute podcast into your schedule. Uh, I don't know uh, what you're talking show. about. I spend hours handicapping daily. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. No, you know, hardest working person in sports, maybe. I don't know. Especially I with Al Michaels possibly retiring, you know? <laughs> yeah, what was about that? He uh, he made comments this week that he was going to probably go to Amazon, that he wasn't ready to sit in a rocking chair. So I don't think he's retiring. And so the, some of the rumors they're yeah. offering like $11 million a year. Nobody, he's not retiring. No, I, if you're, I think if you're working this long, why would you stop? Like, it's not all of a sudden he got old overnight, you know? It's been a couple, maybe just an NBC farewell. Yeah, I think that's him. what it is. And how about the, the rumors McVay's going to retire? That's out of nowhere. And even Aaron Donald, yeah. too. That one was is, out of nowhere, Was that too. a joke? I, I, I heard that and I was like, are they just making fun of McVay because Donald talked about that? And Donald, like, seems young for it, too. But I get it because he's a player who gets hit on every single play by two people, usually. Right. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, McVay, it's interesting. He, I think he made comments that he wanted to focus on his family. I didn't know. I think he got married recently or he's engaged, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, I think married recently, but maybe engaged. It's not that um, crazy. You know, I was thinking about it because Lombardi's son got the offensive coordinator job for the Raiders. I don't know if you saw that. No, I did not. Yeah. Uh, congrats to him. Mick Lombardi, offensive coordinator for the Raiders, just got announced yesterday. And I was thinking about that because I'm around the same age as him. It's like, damn, that's awesome. I think I have a cool job, but that's a way cooler <laughs> job. Offensive coordinator for the Raiders. And it is. I it's obviously a great job. Good. But, like, you know, he's got young kids and you're sacrificing a lot. I mean, to do that job, you're really missing a lot. You're sacrificing a lot. I can understand. I mean, I, I get the competition. I mean, of Tom it, Brady's talked about that a lot. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And again, if uh, you know these these broadcasters make a lot of money. I mean, we just talked about what Al Michaels makes. So if McVay can go up to the booth and do NBC for a few years, and uh, I'm sure he would come back. I mean, very few of them stay away. Madden was one of the few ones that stayed away. I mean, even Gruden came back. Dick Vermeil was out mm -hmm. a while and came back. These guys, they get the itch, they get recruited. I, I don't know. It wouldn't be the craziest thing in the world. Definitely out of nowhere. That and Aaron Donald one were definitely uh, definitely out of nowhere, though. Well, I definitely don't think you hear youngest coach to win a Super Bowl in the same sentence as you hear might retire. Right. <laughs> it right. just seems it seems off, right? Um, That's one of Belichick's really strengths. A lot of these guys need to recharge the batteries. Parcells went stop to stop. I mean, he retired from the Giants in like 91, 92, something like that, and said, that's it. I'm not coaching football anymore. He did TV for a few years. Then he got dragged into the Patriots. Then the Jets, then he's like, I'm done. Then he came back with the Cowboys. These guys, it's like an addiction. It's the competition. It's the juice. So 
Uh, yep, that one's surprising. I'm surprised that uh, to, to see that one. And Aaron Donald was kind of out of nowhere too. But okay, if they they get the ring and they run off into the sunset, that uh, good for them. I'm I'm curious what they'll do with Stafford now because I think Stafford has one year left on his deal. I would yep. imagine they would bring him back. I mean, he would command a lot of money in the open market, but. Not this sure. was their year to win, so they needed it. That's right. They were all in. Literally, it was like you've pushed all your chips in, and this is a huge loss if you don't win it this year. Uh, but it is interesting because uh, when we talk about McVay or, or Donald retiring, when I was watching the game, I just was like, oh, my God, please let the Rams win this. They got the old guy. Give it to Whitworth needs a ring. Like, Aaron Donald needs a ring. OBJ needs a ring. And OBJ, what, like, actually 29. I always forget. People treat him like he's 35 years old. Um, but, yeah, so I think it was good to see, like, those older guys kind of get that ring in. One one question to Jared Goff. Is he having the worst night? Uh, <laughs> Is he drowning his sorrows in wine? Because this would emotionally wreck me if I was Jared Goff. It would. Cause, because, like, watching yeah. your team win a Super Bowl the year after they literally gave you away for a bag of chips. Yeah. No, not even. They Worse than that. I mean, they gave you something to take <laughs> you. He said. They, they paid for you to leave. Yeah, they did. They did. I, I mean, just, I think it would be tough for me to come back from mentally. If probably, this probably. <laughs> but I, I don't know. Do, do these guys have enough self-awareness to say, all right, Stafford's, you know, 10, 15% better than me. That was the difference between winning it. I'm not sure. He's young enough where I'm not sure. That's a great question. I'm not sure how he It seems sure. like one of those movies too, where like the kids switch lives yeah. And then, like, the kid who was the rich kid has to be poor and is like, wow, this sucks now. And it just feels like it just must be so hard. It must be so hard for him. And, and, like, obviously we don't know this person at all, but I'm just saying it'd be really tough to be Jared Goff and have literally a year later. And also, is it, how validating is that for Stafford? <laughs> now, he didn't win MVP. He's not, he's not a man who doesn't make mistakes, but in one year's time leads him to a Super Bowl. Is that because he was dropped into the exact perfect situation with the best supporting cast possible? Yeah, I think Or is so. that him? Yeah, because I do think, I think what you said, I think he's 10 to 15% better, and that's all they needed with this incredible supporting cast. Right, and if the guy for San Francisco doesn't drop the ball, doesn't you know doesn't drop the interception, he's never here. So, yep. again, it's a play here, play there. Boyd drops the ball. You know, since he's able to get one drive going up four, none of this happens, but... That's part of it. And look, a month ago, he's 0-3, never had a playoff win. Now he's got four of them, and he's 4-3 in the playoffs. He's he's won a Super Bowl. He's probably going to get some Hall of Fame buzz. I, I wouldn't vote for him. To me, he's not a Hall of Famer. He's close. But uh, look, his career's not over, so he's got a chance to maybe get to another one. Who knows? But um, yeah, it, it's crazy to look back. I was looking back at some pictures from uh, September because my anniversary is right around when the season started and it's I'm all sunburned oh, nice. and it's like from a different point of of life it's just such a long season it goes by fast but it's such uh, a long season at the same time it's definitely bittersweet to see it a week ending. longer this year a week longer yeah we're just talking it goes right into Valentine's Day which I don't is know really if I weird like that have... now yeah yeah it's weird I liked having I liked having an extra game I think the players probably hated it what are they gonna do about it and I also didn't like that it butts up so close to Valentine's Day it was weird I was actually in the I think I was in a grocery store earlier and I saw Valentine's cards and chocolates and stuff and I was like oh man usually when I'm seeing this stuff the Super Bowl has been over for like a week right definitely messes with your uh your sports clock absolutely <laughs> it's good though because to me from the Super Bowl to really that first week of when conference tournaments start in college basketball, especially the small ones, which I really like, you know, those, those championship games from the smaller conferences are a lot of fun. Like that first, second week of March, there's really oh, a dead yeah. two or three. That's going to bring me back to Vegas for it's, sure. Oh, that's that's, that's going to be my triumphant return. That's the best time to be at Vegas. Cause you wake up, there's games on, you go to bed, there's games on, there's hundreds of games. 
Uh, they actually have a lot of those conference tournaments in Vegas. I think they have the Mountain That's West That's what I'm conference. saying. Pac-12. Oh, it's great. Uh, WCC. My dad goes to the WCC every year to watch Gonzaga. Um, and the women's, actually. He goes to both. And they're both in Vegas now. So really exciting really exciting that that is i'm definitely going back in march just to watch a couple games and probably circa probably going to circa for that yeah that's that's a great time to be there that's almost better than the ncaa tournament just because with the number of games i mean there's just so many games all day and all night we're really not that far away from it and uh march i'm excited madness, this my yeah. favorite right i know everyone loves the super bowl it's the most bet on thing but for me it's march madness i grew up in a basketball family that's just that's it for me the five best sports days of the year. That's a great conversation. I, I would say the first Thursday and Friday of March Madness, uh, maybe the first day of the NFL playoffs, like that wild card round. I think the conference championship rounds, and then it, we had you know, great playoffs this year. Oh, unbelievable! That's a that's a really good unmatched. Point. Really starting from the divisional round. I remember I did my podcast the Friday before the divisional round, and I made the point. Uh, there hadn't been a lead change in the fourth quarter since the Chiefs 49ers and how the games have been kind of mad. I was like, I got a feeling we're in for some good games. I mean, never could I have imagined the four in the divisional round, which is just unbelievable. You know, Cincinnati, Tennessee, San Fran, Green Bay, the Chiefs-Bills game, uh, Bucks-Rams. Then the two NFC-AFC title games were great. And, you know, this wasn't greatly played tonight, but just the drama. Look, you got a Super Bowl coming down to the final minute and the lead changes in the final two minutes. Uh, it's just great drama. It was great intensity and yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Hopefully people made some money. Well, uh, I appreciate you hopping on to talk with me about this because I think people think that we're like having a rivalry now because I talked a little smack this morning when people asked why I wasn't doing any research to help you with your props. And I just said, you know, just to not help Will deliberately. And they were like, whoa, contention. And I was like, it's good contention. It's good contention for sure. I mean, it wouldn't it wouldn't have been asking too much for you to go down to SoFi and find out the Gatorade was blue. I, I don't mean, know where you think I live. I don't know what you think kind of schedule I have, what kind of contacts I have. I don't I don't know any of this. I don't know any of this. Was this undoable? Was this an untenable task? I tr I tried to you know see if I would fit into a duffel bag. Could possibly be brought in, maybe inside one of the Gatorade coolers. Um, but did not fly. It didn't work. Yeah, I was kind of scouting. You had better intel than I did. I was scouting the sidelines trying to see what kind of Gatorade they were drinking. Did we see? I didn't even see. We didn't even talk about that. The it Gatorade. ended up being blue. Blue. Blue was like plus 400, My guess plus was orange. 500. Yeah, it's tough. Did the Rams, the Rams wore blue tonight, maybe, did, right? Yeah. I wonder if it would have been orange if the Bengals won. Yeah. I think like somebody the said they, they dumped water on Taylor for the AFC title game. It was clear. Uh Yeah. Yeah, well, good thing we didn't miss that one. But thank you so much uh, to Will Hill, host of the New York City Cast. I'm, of course, Danielle Avari, host of the Los Angeles City Cast. And all we do is win here. As all you right, can see. DA. Yeah, have me on next time you win a championship, which, you know, based on LA standards, will be, I don't know, in a couple, Every couple months, months. Maybe UCLA. Yeah. Maybe UC is UCLA. What, what seat are they going to be? Jeez. Uh, it's tough. It's going to be really, you know how tough March Madness is. Yeah. Uh, if you had right pick now, I think a lot of people have them projected as a three seed. It's really tough, but I love this team. I really, I think, including the time that I spent at UCLA, I think this is my favorite UCLA team to watch so far. And I think a lot of it has to do with the lack of egos on this team. Um, and they just really play for each other. It's really fun to watch. It looks way more like college basketball and kind of Gonzaga of years past where you had guys staying for a full four years and situations like that, not just a bunch of one and done. So this is my favorite team to watch for UCLA. They just have so much grit. So we'll see, uh, but it's really tough. I mean, what they did last year is almost impossible to duplicate. But luckily, they won't have to be in the first four this year, most likely.
Yeah, you know what's funny? I bet them the first half of the first four last year against Michigan State, and they were losing. I kind of jumped off, and then they went, and they basically won every game until then and covered it. It should have beaten Gonzaga. They really could have beaten Gonzaga and should have beaten them, as you know. Um, yeah. One more before we go. I just have a quick question. Yeah, yeah. College basketball, I'm starting to cram here. I've been you know, immersed in NFL. I'm starting to catch up a little bit. If you had to pick a mm. winner, life on the line, who wins the title? I said this last year, so I feel bad saying it, but I feel more confident this year than last year, Gonzaga. I, I go, this is the Zags year, right. and I don't know how, I don't know who has an answer for what they're putting down. Like, All right. you don't like it? It's You're going to have a hard time. No, I was with you last year, and I was like, you know what? I, I was so in on them last year, and that was just such a no-show. I think it works against them playing the soft schedule all year. I was never in this camp until last year, but they just, that was such a no-show. So tough. They looked a step slow. Baylor just beat them to the punch, and I don't know. I'm I'm kind of in the camp now where I just have to see it to believe it. I mean, they're really good. They're obviously really good. They'll probably be there at the end, the Elite Eight, Final Four. I mean, they're not, you know, they're not going to go out in the first or second round. I'm just at the point where I got to see it to believe it. But it's fun. Just my it. sense of it is that there's like seven or eight teams that are about the same. Kentucky's got a good team. Auburn's only lost, I think, a couple games. Arizona's really good. UCLA's really good. So uh, I'm sure I'm forgetting a team or two. Duke's Duke's really good. So. Should be a lot of it's fun. It's tough because they're they're in the WCC and not to underrate the WCC, but they know that they have to. I mean, they're double digit, sometimes twenty point favorites in most of these games, and they know that they have to cover those spreads to be competitive when it comes down to the tournament time. I don't think any team has an answer for Chet Holmgren, and him with a year of experience under his belt now is going to just be insane. You can't have a seven footer who can do the things he does. It's incredible, um, and I like Tim Murray also tweeted about this with Gonzaga since 2015, six Sweet Sixteens, most in college basketball. Four elite eights, most in college basketball, two final fours, and two title game appearances. So keep getting close and close and close. Yeah. And one of these years has to be their year. And I think this is finally going to be it. So we will see. But I do think you're right. It is a disservice that they don't get to play more intense competition until March Madness. Yeah, you're right. I mean, these lines, you're right. Like 32 point spread the other night against who yep. I forget who it was. It just, it's not a, t- it it's matter. not a good enough tune up. It's like, you know, <laughs> and they're covering them. They're covering these, these oh, crazy yeah, spreads. Absolutely. But it's like, you know, you're facing 78 mile an hour pitching every night and then you step up in, <laughs> in the game on the line and the guy's throwing 98 miles an hour. It's just a, it's a different speed. I don't, and I don't know if it's look, if they win, all this will go away, but it, it's, I've gotten to the point at least where it's like, I kind of got to see it to believe it. Last year was just so bad. They were never in that Baylor game. They were so bad at that Baylor game. Yeah. I don't even know when I could get a good number on them. You'd have a better idea of this. But if I wanted to bet them, maybe I wait till the tournament starts and maybe they, I mean, not, they can't lose, I guess, but maybe in terms of the WCC, I don't know. I don't know. Now it's like, you can't get a good number on them right now. Right. Yeah. Cause they're just, tough. they're going to be favored up through it. It'd have tough. to be in game, in game betting with Gonzaga probably. Yeah. I'm curious to see how Holmgren will be as a pro too. Cause he's just so unique. He's so mobile and he's got, he's, he's a so unicorn, but he's so thin. I mean, I don't know if you can last in the NBA. I feel bad. You know, he tries to put on weight. He must be just like if eating all day, every day. It's, it's miserable when you have to eat all the time. It is. Right. I mean, I, I don't feel too bad for him, but I, I know what you mean. <laughs> I guess and you don't want to get too big where you start to lose some of that quickness, but it'll be interesting if he can survive at that weight in the NBA because he's just so he's just so thin, but he's just a hell of an athlete. He'll be uh, he'll be an interesting prospect. All right, you got to go. You yes, have, we got to go. You have big plans tomorrow. Happy Valentine's Day. I'm sure you have bigger plans. You oh, know, you having a wife and all. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> is is getting takeout and watching uh, you know reruns of, of whatever shot. That's another thing. I got a lot of shows to catch up on now that football's over. That's a, a one time I haven't watched Succession. There's a million shows to catch up on. There's too many shows. I'm now. on season three as well. I do need to do Succession. 
Succession, and you gotta watch The Sopranos. This is this is just something you have to. I'll do, do it. I, I respect that show. I feel like it's gonna be good, so I will dive in. Good is not the word for it. I mean, good is not the word for it. I'm sure my listeners, being in in New York on the New York City cast, I'm sure my listeners right now are just uh, appalled that you haven't watched this show. It's so good. It's so good. It's an all timer. Okay, nobody come. Nobody come for me. It's it's a show about the mafia, right? Nobody come for me. I'm gonna watch it. It is a show about the mafia, but it's more about family. <laughs> it's mafia. It's just. It's. I mean. You, you oh, won't... I'm sure it's heartwarming. I'm sure it's a family show. <laughs> Report back to us. This is this, uh, we can't let you off the hook without watching. Okay, the next crossover, I will have watched an episode of The Sopranos. This is going to be great. Is it one of those shows that takes a while to get cooking? Like, no, do I got to get through the first seat? No, oh, it's right good away. right away. Right away. Okay. Right away. Okay. I'm right, into DA. it just like the Rams. Thank you so much, Will. Right, I appreciate you. All right, bye. All right, one last thank you to Will Hill, host of the New York City Cast. Always a great time to have him on the Los Angeles City Cast. Love a crossover action. And you can find him on Twitter at NotTheWillHill because, no, he is not a sportsbook entity himself. And thank you so much to you as well for listening to the Los Angeles City Cast. Remember, new shows three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, which means I will be back on Wednesday. So please come on back for more of the Los Angeles CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. And one more time, whose house? At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.